Welcome to the Life Over Coffee podcast. I am Rick Thomas, and I thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I had an interesting discussion with one of our students as he turned in his homework assignment, and then he went on our mastermind forums, and he had some questions, or had a question, about some of the comments that I made on his homework assignment. We have a school here at our ministry. We call it uh, our mastermind students, but we train people in the skill, the art of discipleship. They turn in their homework, and we supervise it. We have a team that supervises our students' homework, and it's part of a process to train them in the area of biblical counseling. And so I supervised one of his reports. I sent it back to him. And then he jumped on our private forum. We also have a mastermind forum. It is a private, private area that no one in the world can access but our student body. And so we have a community forum that anybody can access with the username and password. And then we have a private forum, a supporting members forum, uh, that anyone can access if they are supporting our ministry. And then we have what I just called a private, private forum. This is one exclusively for our student body where they can interact with us. We try to be as interactive as possible with our students because we're training them in wonderful truths that we want to make sure that they they understand and they're practically applying in their lives. And so he got on our mastermind forum and he said, hey, Rick, I, I have a question about this idea of repentance. And we talked it out in the forum, the Mastermind Forum, and as I was reading through my notes this afternoon, I thought, well, you know, this would be like a good idea for a podcast because what we're talking about is important uh, for all of us to, to process, to consider, and hopefully apply practically to our lives. And what we're talking about here is the idea of repentance. The idea of repentance is a multifaceted word Do you know that you can repent episodically? You can repent of something that happens in your life right now, meaning you can clean up your mess. You can clean up your mess. But it doesn't mean that you're never going to do that same sin again. Now, that's something that you need to consider. And so you can repent in an episodic way, clean up that mess, Uh, But that's not necessarily ultimate repentance to where you will never do that again. And that's what I want to talk about in this podcast. And the sin issue that I want to use to illustrate my point is the issue of anger. And the reason that I've chose anger is because we all struggle with it. It is a universal problem. Saved or lost, it doesn't matter. Everybody struggles with sinful anger. And so I want to take the idea of anger And I want to split it up into two categories. You can repent episodically and clean up your mess and be good to go. But you might not, you won't be able to repent of it ultimately, meaning there's never going to be a time in your future where you're not going to sin with anger. And that's why I titled this podcast, episode 180, It's Critical to Know That You Will Always Be Angry. If you would like to talk to me about this podcast, I would love to talk with you. As I mentioned earlier, we have these forums. These forums are brought to you by those who support this ministry. Uh, They underwrite the ministry, and that releases us to be able to devote the time to deal with the thousands of people that come to us every day. It's an incredible ministry, and 
It's really a fantastic thing that the Lord has done and is doing. And so we are excited about excited and grateful about the privilege that we have to serve so many people. And so if you have a question, please come. And if you're not a supporter, that's fine. Just jump on our community forum, get your username and password, and ask your question. If you're a supporter, please go to the private side, the supporting side of the site, and ask your question there. But this is episode 180. The title of it is, It's Critical to Know That You'll Always Be Angry. If you want to get the show notes, then look for that title on our website. I have three other articles here. I have an infographic, I have a poster, and also have a 10-minute video plus the outline that I'm sharing with you right now. And so all of this information is available, and you can use it in your Sunday school class. You can use it in your small group. You can preach it as a sermon if you want to. That would be fantastic. Use it in your counseling ministry. Make sure it's a homework assignment for those that are within your sphere of care, and by all means, apply it to yourself. And so let me give you the idea of where I'm going in this podcast, and then we'll break it up into pieces, and I hope it will benefit you. But the idea, the the podcast main idea, changing your thoughts, changing your attitudes, changing your behaviors can be challenging for some individuals. And the truth is, it's challenging for all of us. There are a few issues that you can repent of quickly. And there are others that recur time and time again. This is this idea of cleaning up your mess, repentance, and then ongoing repentance because you never, you never fully get it out of your life. Did you know it's possible? Did you know that? That it's possible never to overcome some sin patterns entirely. You need to hear this because... If you say it is, then you're heading toward perfection. And we know that we will never be entirely perfect in this life, and that means there's going to be lingering sinful patterns in our life. So how do we think about that? Let me illustrate that with my friends Biff and Mabel. Biff got angry at Mabel. He said he repented. Next week, Biff gets angry at Mabel again. But last week, he said he repented. Now, did Biff repent? Let me give you a synonym for repentance. Did Biff change? Some say no, because he's doing the same thing again. And so that really brings the question to the forefront. What does the word repent mean? Now, a basic definition of repentance is it means to change. I've already used that synonym It is a 180-degree switchback from previous thoughts and previous behaviors. So when you say repent, it connotes that you have changed. And so here's the real question for the podcast. Have you changed or are you always changing? I want you to think about those two ideas. Now, when you consider the question that I just asked you, Have you changed? Or are you always changing? Here are three vital keys that I want you to factor in. Number one, being being in Adam. You and I, we are in Adam. Now, what that means is you'll be angry until Jesus gives you a new body. I'll unpack that in a moment. Number two, in addition to being in Adam, is episodic repentance. You can repent episodically 
of recurring sins. You can. You can clean up your messes in the moment, at the moment of the mess. But notice what I said. You can repent episodically of recurring sins. And then there is ultimate repentance. You can repent ultimately of some patterns that they can go away, forever be gone. So let me take these three ideas of being in Adam, and then I'll talk about episodic repentance, and then I'll talk about ultimate repentance, and then I'll tie it up hopefully in a nice bow. But the question is, have you changed or are you always changing? Let's talk about being in Adam Adam people are angry people who are always working out repentance all of the time. Now, that's just the way it is, and it can't be any other way. Adam people are angry people who are always working out repentance all of the time. Now, I'm, I'm assuming when I say Adam people here, a, a Christian, a person, an Adam person who has been born again, and they care about their faith. They care about maturing in Christ. They care about progressive sanctification. They care about changing. They want to continue working out what God is working in. But our Adamic ontology, our Adamic state of being, has some core elements in it that cannot change. A core element is anger. Another core element is fear. Another core element is shame. You see these, these three ideas. A fourth one, by the way, is unbelief. We'll always struggle with unbelief until we meet Jesus. And you see all of these four elements, anger, fear, shame, unbelief, in Adam, in the beginning, right after he became in Adam, right after he sinned. And these things will not ultimately change in us, again, until we have a glorified body. But let me come back to anger because that's the illustration that I'm using in this podcast. That's the thing that Biff is hung up on. He got angry. He repented. He changed. But then he did it again. Did he really change? And so I want to talk about this idea of anger. But first of all, I want to use one of the more popular infographics that we have. It's called the anger spectrum. And the reason I need to say this is because when some people think about anger, they have a very narrow and a tight definition of anger. And, and therefore, they quickly dismiss the idea that they don't struggle with anger at all. And that is just not true. You might not be murdering people, which is the ultimate form of anger, the most volatile form of anger, but there are many manifestations of anger. And so there's an infographic here in episode 180, and you're welcome to look at it so that you can get an idea of like, oh, wow, anger is a basket word that holds many types, many manifestations of anger, and you need to understand that. Let me give you some uh, obvious anger words, hatred, racism, a short fuse, spiritual abuse, boiling mad, physical abuse, throwing things, road rage, flipping off, yelling, lecturing. Those are forms of anger without question. And then there's more subtle forms of anger, condemnation, manipulation, harshness, dismissiveness, being stubborn, huffing under your breath, negativity, bitterness, defensive, apathy, rolling your eyes, impatient, being impatient with people, slander, criticalness, cynicism, gossip, disappointment is a form of anger. 
And so anger is a very big word. And and we have, each one of us, we have our little pets, the ones that recur over and over again in our lives. And so some folks believe that they can repent of anger and it will not recur again. We cannot repent in the ultimate sense of anger any more than we can get rid of our fear in the ultimate sense. There will always be gradations or variations of sinful anger or sinful fear in our lives. It is vital to remember that our salvation is laid down on, I'm going to use this illustration, it's laid down on top of our Adamic natures, but it doesn't remove our Adamic natures. Paul was clear. We have a former manner of life, and we bring that former manner of life into our experience with Christ. It is our in Christ nature that gives us the power to exercise self-control, fruit of the Spirit, over our anger but it does not change us entirely from being angry people, not until God transforms us by providing a new non-atom body. Thus Luther's truth, Martin Luther, his truth is accurate. The Christian life is repentance, and it is ongoing repenting until we meet Jesus Many, what many folks don't realize is that there, there is always this low-level anger in our hearts. I have said this many times to many people, that Christian people, we, me, us, we are angry people, that there is this low-level anger that rides underneath the surface of our lives that nobody necessarily sees. And one of the reasons for that is because of the power of Christ that is resident in us. And so we do have the ability to exercise self-control. But every now and then, you'll see someone where they will spike, and the anger will come out of them and say, wow, where did that come from? It was always there, but it just never manifested before. And that's why I say, and that's why I titled the podcast, episode 180, it's critical to know that you will always be angry Here's the key idea under this aspect of being in Adam. These issues of anger and fear, along with their temptations, will probably be with us all of our lives, though we can mortify them episodically by repenting when they happen. And then we keep on working out repentance through our lives. You see, we will always be feet of clay people meaning the ultimate victory will come with a new body. Now, practically speaking, let's talk about what repentance in the moment looks like. Let me give you an illustration. Suppose that I become sinfully angry with Lucia. What I need to do is I need to repent in that moment, episodically, of the sin that I did. I need to clean up that mess and here's how it could happen. We have in our school, we teach an order of repentance. There are 13 steps to repentance that we teach in our school to our mastermind students. And it's critical for all of them, for all you mastermind students who are listening right now, it's absolutely critical that you 
not just memorize this. That's how you pass a test. I don't want you to memorize it to pass a test. I want it to be inculcated in, in your being that this just comes out of you because you, you know it like, like muscle memory because you practice it personally in your life. But in our school, we practice the order of repentance. We teach it. And I'm using the illustration of sinful anger toward, our, toward Lucia. And what I want to do is to give you seven elements of repentance out of the 13. So, so let's say that I become sinfully angry at Lucia. Point number one, I sin. Okay. I mean, we wouldn't need repentance if there wasn't sin. So I sin. That's point number one. Number two, guilt. I'm guilty. God declares me guilty because I transgressed. It doesn't matter whether I know it or not. I'm guilty. You're just guilty whether you know it or not. So number one is sin. Number two is guilt. Number three is conviction. Mercy from the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit rains down conviction in my heart, eliminates my mind, lets me know that I have done wrong. Alarms are going off. My conscience is pinged. And so one, sin. Two, guilt. Three, conviction. Uh, Number four is confession. And so I confess my sin to God and to Lucia. Number five is forgiveness. I ask God and Lucia to forgive me. Number six, reconciled. We can now be reconciled together because the sin has been removed. And then number seven is the restoration process, putting back together again what I have broken because of my sin. I have just described to you how to clean up a mess episodically, how to repent for recurring sin patterns, or what I am calling in this podcast, episodic repentance. I am not saying that I have changed in such a way that I will never be angry again. I wish I would not choose anger in the future, but I have enough of self-awareness. I also have enough of a historical record, sadly, that I know better. The reason that I'm saying this is because when people think about repentance, they think about it in a vacuum, in a silo, as meaning one thing and meaning nothing else. Repentance, which is how most people think about it, it does mean that I have changed and, and I will never do that sin again. It does mean that. But with recurring patterns, It is critical to understand that the word repentance also operates in an episodic way, but not in an ultimate sense of that word. And so minimally, you can clean up your current messes as you work to do it less and less in the future. And then we have ultimate repentance, which is, again, how people generally think about the idea of repentance. And it's the reason I brought it up to my mastermind student. I mean, he was talking about an issue where he got angry, like I was illustrating with my own wife, and said I had repented. And I wanted to make sure that he understood that, yeah, I hope that you repented in the moment. I hope that you cleaned up your mess in the moment. But I also want you to understand that you're probably going to get angry again. And so it's episodic repentance, not ultimate repentance. Ultimate repentance is genuine change to where you never go back to that sin again. Porn, adultery, abuse, some forms of anger that you get rid of ultimately. Bad decisions or bad decision making. Um, Smoking weed. I smoked weed as a teenager. I became a Christian. I repented. 
and it's gone completely out of my life. That's ultimate repentance. It's not a recurring pattern where I smoke weed today and and I repent and then I do it again the next week and the next week and then no, the ultimate repentance. There are many things that we can repent of ultimately and the temptations just do not they do not tempt us any longer. We're not lured away the way James talked about in 114 and and 15. And this is the idea of ultimate repentance. And that's what I want you to hear, that there is episodic repentance and there is ultimate repentance. And the reason it's important is because we are in Adam and some people can become so discouraged. In fact, let me give you two critical reasons that this podcast is is important. Number one, some folks become impatient with a person with recurring problems. It reminds me of what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.14, to be patient with every person, to be patient with everyone. If you are married, if you have a dad and a mom that's living, if you have a child, if you have a friend, if you work with somebody, guess what? You're working with someone with recurring problems. And the temptation can be that, why don't you just get over it already? Well, maybe they need to be doing it less and less. Maybe some of the things need to go in the most ultimate sense. But we want to be careful here. Some folks become impatient with a person with recurring problems. And the first question that you want to ask is, am I being patient with this unchanging person? And then I said there's two critical reasons this discussion is important. Number two, some of those with recurring problems become too discouraged when they sin again. And they just beat themselves up because, ugh, here I am. I have done it one more time. Some sins will go away while others will be with you all of your life. Now, I realize this concept is subjective, and it would be vitally important for each individual within with consideration that you are considering, whether you're considering yourself or another person, that they receive customized care. You cannot just make blanket statements over a whole group of people. Some sins will will uh, go away and others will be with you all of your life and then just take that and run with it any way that you want to run with it. No, we must be wise and mature and humble and we also want to be uh, customized in how we think about each individual because in this sense, everybody is unique. But the primary things to consider are whether you are changing which progressive sanctification affords. And so that's point number one. Are you changing? And so if you have a person with recurring sin problems, the question is, is that individual changing? And that change could be that they have greater brokenness when they do it again. It could be that they're not doing it as often as they used to be. It could be that they're being more honest than they used to be. It could be that they are quick repenters, that now they're repenting more quickly than they used to be, but they are maturing. And so the question is, are they changing? Because progressive sanctification, I mean, it means that we are changing progressively. Now, if you have a person who has recurring sin problems and they're not changing one bit, there's nothing different from the way they did it this time and the next time, and the next time and the next 10 times, 
well, then there is a definite problem there. And so the key thing in this rec- these sins that are recurring in your life is, are you changing? And then the second thing, if your faith in God is growing incrementally, and so what you should be doing is changing incrementally, and your faith in God should be maturing incrementally. If you are doing these two things, changing and trusting, to put it in two words, I am changing incrementally, and I'm trusting. My faith is growing incrementally. Guess what? You'll be sinning less while tr- trusting God more for those things that remain I want to share with you two key ideas to sum up this podcast, and then if I have time, I'll ask you some questions. We'll see what we look like on the time side. Uh, first thing is is sin reduction. Baked in Adamic fear should have less control over your life, which will happen in proportion to you working out your salvation as Paul taught us in Philippians 2, 12, and 13. And so there must be sin reduction. I've talked about the idea of never being able to repent ultimately, and in this podcast I'm talking about whatever manifestation of anger that you struggle with the most. But there should be sin reduction in your life, baked in Adamic Anger should have less control over your life, and it will happen in proportion to you working out your salvation. If your anger or your fear or your shame are not mitigating in your walk with the Lord, there is something wrong with your relationship with the Lord. And so key idea number one is sin reduction. Minimally, you should be changing. Sin should be reducing in your life. The fear that I had when God saved me at 25 did not go away at 25. In fact, it still resides in me today. 30-something years later, I still struggle with fear, but guess what? It's not nearly as bad as it used to be. And the second idea that I want you to consider is God's permission. You must consider how the Lord does not grant repentance for some issues. Because it is through your ongoing weakness, it is through your ongoing temptations that God's power manifests in your life. I don't know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. Don't really care, to be honest with you. But I know that he had a thorn in his flesh, and I know that God said that I will never take it away from you. And the reason is, is so that his power could be perfected through his weakness. God can use sin sinlessly, and I, you can make a strong biblical case that some of your recurring temptations will always be recurring temptations because God is using that to, Greek, to create a greater dependency upon him. And so this is episode 180. The title of the podcast is critical to know that you'll always be angry. Talking about this idea of repentance, you can repent episodically, clean up your mess. Some sins you can repent ultimately. Other sins you'll just struggle with all of your lives. This is subjective. Each person needs customized care. Let me give you a few questions in the call to action. Number one, are you an active, repenting person when you sin? What does that look like in your relationships? 
These are really the more important questions for you to be asking yourself. Are you an active, repenting person when you sin? Prove that. What does that look like in your relationships? Number two, are your recurring sin patterns mitigating, becoming smaller as you continue to mature, increase in Christ? Will you provide examples of how you are less angry or less fearful? You see, if you're not less angry and less fearful, and you've been a Christian for five or more years, there's something wrong with your relationship with the Lord. There's something wrong with your understanding and application of the Bible. Number three, are you able to discuss episodic repentance where you change at a moment, though the sin pattern may continue to exist? Can you discuss that? Could you teach that in a Sunday school class? Could you disciple someone that way? It is important that you understand this. Yeah, you can repent. You can change in the moment. And then when they ask, well, if you repented, how come you haven't changed ultimately? Can you address that as I have in this podcast? And then number four, would you be willing to share with a friend a specific sin where ultimate repentance did happen because God has granted repentance in such a way that those sinful desires no longer lure you? The most vital key is understanding the nuance in the word repentance, as I have tried to outline in this podcast, because if a person doesn't understand this nuance, they will have a hard time changing at the episodic moment of sin or ultimately. If you would like to talk to me about this podcast, I would enjoy talking to you about it. Go to our forums and let's do that. Episode 180. It's critical to know that you'll always be angry. Thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.